In the homes we build, it is amazing how tile is such a feature of the home. It creates such a beautiful accent. It brings the warmth. It brings the hospitality to the client themselves. And the relationship with our vendors is so key. And there's no one better than the tile shop that not only have this amazing product that beautifies the home, but they can also deliver, especially right now with product supply chain and communication. And they communicate, they deliver, and they execute. The Tile Shop carries a selection of more than 6,000 in-stock tile and natural stone products, including full collections with coordinating trim and accessory pieces, options ranging from durable luxury vinyl tile to intricate water jet mosaics mean you're sure to find the perfect tile for any project, whether it's a small bathroom renovation or an entire custom home. They collaborate with renowned brands such as Laura Ashley, Annie Selkie, and Morrison Co., to create exclusive designer collections only available at the Tile Shop. Explore their entire assortment online at tileshop.com. First year that we started putting out video, even though they were terrible, our revenue increased 60%. So we were like, okay, we're going to keep doing this and we're going to keep it going. And then it evolved into longer videos and different types of videos and people commenting and asking for certain type of content. So that's where the app came into play because it was what we were already doing and it's also how people watch now. They want to be able to stream it. They want to be able to watch it when they want. So it was just kind of the next natural thing of being where people are and putting it in a place where it was accessible. Welcome to episode 135 of the AT Construction Podcast. And today, Susan and Paul Cadillac join us from Boston. And this was a super fun episode. Not only do they do some amazing work, they also have an amazing personality and have so much fun bringing that joy and energy into construction, you know, which is such a tough business. And one of my favorite things that they've done is really go after video and especially an app. They have their own app, Renovation Rekindle. It's so well done. And Susan grew up with her grandfather and father working on home renovations. When she was 23, she got her own license, built her own home at the age of 24. She met Paul and they quickly fell in love. And Paul, who was thinking about being a fireman, Thought he'd have some days off for golf, and little did he know that him and Susan will go down this incredible venture of Cadillac Homes and make it to what it is today. Just so much valuable content and insight, marketing, business operations. You won't be disappointed. Without further ado, let's get started. And just a reminder to sign up for the Contractor Coalition Summit. It's that simple. ContractorCoalitionSummit.com. Morgan and Jamie from Construction of Style, Nick Schiffer with NS Builders, and I will be hosting this. This will be in Nashville on Sunday, May 1st through Wednesday, May 4th. It'll change your business. Go sign up. We'll see you there. So welcome to the AFT Construction Podcast. And I'm super excited because we have Paul and Susan with us. So welcome. Thanks for having us. Thank you. It's so nice to hear your voice, Brad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're going to have to try to get through this. You know, the funny thing is, so I met Paul and Susan Cadillac with Cadillac Homes. We've been friends on Instagram for a long time, social media. I'm a huge fan of everything you do in the content you put out because the energy you both have, you know, I, I had to like eat a big breakfast this morning just to make sure that I'm going to keep up with you today <laughs> for this episode. But uh, we, we met in Orlando, you know, at the last Builder Show and, uh, you know, my yeah. store was a little, stay was a little short, but it was fun to meet at, at dinner the night of. And so maybe to get started here, because there's a lot of good questions I have for you, but what made you create your own app? So, I mean, the app, I think, was just kind of a natural extension of what we've been doing. We've been doing videos for our business for the past, what, four or five years? Well, let's, let's rewind a little bit on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll go yeah. to kind of how it initially came, not as cut and dry. I mean, Susan came to me a few years ago and she, she was, you know, she, she did, we do, we're just so people understand, we're involved in the real estate, the construction, the design, you know, anything that has to do with the house. You know, we're involved in that, um, you know, finding people homes, tearing them down, building them new ones, renovating them completely. We do our own projects like that. Where we'll maybe tear a house down or re- renovate it completely and sell it, um, design the whole thing. You know, people text Susan on a Sunday like, hey, will this go with these pillows go with the, the couch on the room you just finished? You know, so it's we're, we're fully engulfed in that. Um, Susan had a coach that she would talk to about real estate stuff. And I hopped in the truck one day. She was on her call with her and. She's like, you guys need to do video, she says to Susan. Susan's like, what? And I mean, I was like, you- what are we going to do? We're not doing video. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they've been preaching about doing video for a while because, you know, that's the way things are going. So uh, her coach said, I'm not talking to you until you do a video. 
and she didn't talk to her for how long? It was like two weeks. So I said, okay, we have, she didn't say what kind of video we have to do. No, this was for the real estate business. So I said, I didn't want to mess up, uh, put out, you know, a bad video on the real estate side. So I said, let's practice on the construction business. That way, if it's not, you know, if it doesn't go well, we can just scrap it and it's not a big deal. So we very quickly um, hired a videographer and started putting out video. I mean, the first day he came, he said, should we talk about what we're going to do? I was like, no, we're just going to go shoot and and then figure it out later. So that's kind of what we did. And, and you know, that's kind of how it all started. And then the construction videos that were supposed to be a test for the real estate videos kind of took on a life of their own. Yeah, I don't think we anticipated them to snowball as kind of uh, as as big as they did, and and people. It's really because them. of Paul. I don't well, think so. let, let me say this because <laughs> he, here's the funny thing, and we're going to have all your social media at the end of this, and we'll have it tagged in the show notes, right, for those listening, because they're going to have to do some R and D on you guys because there's some videos that Paul does, and seriously, I, I there was one I was watching, and I laughed so hard, my wife's like, "What are you watching? Like, what's so funny?" <laughs> and so. You know, as I speak to people, you know, even for years, they've said video content, right? This is the future. It's video, it's video, it's video. And and there's a lot of advantages, whether it be you can show personality, you can show, be a thought leader. I mean, there's so many different avenues to take with video, right? And this is why you've captured that. And so how how is the video more from, as you're mentioning, we're at the beginning, we're just like, hey, my coach isn't going to talk to me unless I do a video, to now we're really seasoned. We know the direction we're going. I mean, you, we were terrible when we first started doing it. Uh, you know, I think people think that they get to do their first video and be like this, you know, off the charts, like, you know. Well, you let's know. be clear. I was terrible. Paul was great. He's always been great at it. I was, I was tolerable enough. You know, that's maybe <laughs> yeah. the, the term to put. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a process. You know, you watch yourself, you get better, you, you, or you hope you get better. And then as we brought more people onto our team to, to develop things, it was... Uh, you know, we're very fortunate we have uh, the right people that work with us. We always like to say work with us, not for us, because they could really choose to work wherever they want. Um, you know, but we're appreciative of what our team on every facet does for us with either the video side or the construction or the real estate or the girls in the office. So, um, you know, the culture for us is a big is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, and, and I would say with, the, you know, with the videos, as we started it, it was really about documenting what we were doing, not trying to produce stuff or create stuff because Paul is we're know, not actors he comes up with stuff on his own at any given moment a lot of weird things and he just does them <laughs> and we just capture them and you know put it out there so they've done really well for us I mean the first year that we started putting out video even though they were terrible our revenue increased 60 percent. so we were like okay we're going to keep doing this and we're going to keep it going and then it evolved into longer videos and different types of videos and people commenting and asking for a certain type of content. So that's where the app came into play because it was what we were already doing. And it's also how people watch now. They want to be able to stream it. They want to be able to watch it when they want. So it was just kind of the next natural thing of being where people are and putting it in a place where it was accessible. So I'm going to come back to the app side, but what's interesting, I mean, you made a couple comments there about, you know, and it just kind of shows your attitude. I, I, I should say your gratitude your attitude of gratitude, we'll put it that way, right? That you're thinking that, hey, people work with us, not for us, right? And I think just as a business owner, that mentality, you know, it makes me want to work for you, right? Because it just changes this whole, it's not like owner, employee, it's more a relationship thing, right? And that's a big right. part of culture. But what I love that you said too, Susan, you just talked about the revenue, sorry, revenue change. And I think this is a big sticking point. A lot of people I speak with, they're like, well, I'd love to do video, and, and maybe there, there's two parts to this question because you both can give some advice because you mentioned, Susan, in the beginning, you're, you know, you're like, I'm terrible at it. But, you know, the thing is a lot of people are like, I don't like how I look at camera. I don't like hearing my voice. I don't want to come on the podcast because my voice or I don't want to see myself on video. So there's that advice. Like, how do you get through that hurdle? And then also the investment side, because this isn't free. Like, it takes time. There's cost right. to edit. There's cost to hire a videographer. You know, what made you, I, I know your coach said that, but to take that jump and realize, hey, there is an, an ROI on this, but I have to stick with it. Yeah. I mean, I think for me in particular, because I hate hearing my voice, I hate, like if anyone does not want to be on camera, it's me. Paul, <laughs> like he's ready. He's ready. He's made for this. Um, you know, but for me, just seeing what it has done for the business and how people react to it, especially doing the show, like seeing how people react, you know, once we reveal the space to them and they're seeing it for the first time, like that really has kind of changed my attitude to just be like, just, you know, just kind of embrace it and do it. And, you know, it's, it, there's a lot of good that comes out of it. So it's just kind of like, I needed to just get over myself, I think. 
um, which I'm still trying to do. Some days I'm still not like, okay, I'm not. She, she'll never look worse than me because, you know, I'm, I'm the, the jester, you know. So, you know, she's much more poised. We both can't be jesters, you know. So, right. Uh, That's your job. Yeah. I mean, yeah. For, you know, for me, you know, for me, it's like, why do people go to social media? Why do they go to stuff? For a couple of reasons, right? One, some people go for information. Some people go for entertainment a lot of the times, right? They're just... They're at work, they're bored, they're, on the, they're coming to commuting, you know, whatever it is, they're, they're at a meeting they don't want to be at, you know, who knows. But they're always going on to be entertained. And I have the attention span less than a squirrel, I would say. Probably <laughs> a squirrel probably can hold better than me. But, um, you know, I think people, you know, they, they, they don't go to be like, I want to hear what Paul did on his Mensa, Mensa exam. <laughs> you know, they want to see kind of silliness and fun. And for me, if I laugh at something, it is much more... Uh, something that I remember and retain, um, even you know the way the way the medicine delivered matters for me. You know, so like if I get it in a much more fun, joking way, I will retain that information versus just droning on about a certain subject or anything. And that's just yeah. me, how I learn. Like Susan loves to read. I don't. I love to listen to podcasts and <laughs> listen to books and tell people I read, but it's really listening to books. Yeah. Um, you yeah. Know, we call Paul the CFO. He's the chief fun officer. It's true. <laughs> So he, you know, I, I kind of go into the boring explanations and he's like, no, we got to deliver it. And, you know, (laughs) it's the way you deliver it matters. Right. So he's, you know, so he's really great about that because I'm very boring. Well, I mean, you can probably understand this, but people in the, every profession has a language of love, so to speak, is what I like to say. Right. So construction has their thing. You know, scientists talk about things that we wouldn't understand. Doctors talk about things we wouldn't understand, right? So every profession has a language of love, and not everybody understands that. That's why they come to you. You're the expert. So Susan is so well-versed in what we do, and when she explains it, I just watch people, and their eyes place over, and they're just like, you know, it's going over the head. Not not because not they're, you know, they're intelligent people. It's just when you don't know those processes, it can be confusing, and I think people are afraid to ask questions because they don't want to feel like, like, oh, is this a dumb un- question? Yeah, like they're not intelligent or whatever. Correct, right. And it's like we shouldn't expect them to understand it really. So I, layman's terms is the way I roll because it's just like that's the easiest way to understand things. So I take Susan's language and I break <laughs> it down into layman's terms for clients that they understand. You know, that that's very good perspective, Paul, because the reality is, you know, I see this too a lot of times when, you know, I do a lot of our business development, right, for the company. But, you know, I, when I integrate some of our team and we have meetings, you know, with the clients, you know, and as you're getting into this, you know, and, and my team's very technical, as you mentioned, you know, like Susan, where they're maybe talking about a hip or a gable or a cricket yep. or something on the roof, right? And the client's kind of staring at them like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so, as you mentioned, like we have to, th- there's a language and, and this is really important. And this comes back to, to be successful, you have to set clear expectations. And the only way to do that is to make sure on the same page. And if someone's not understanding the process or the verbiage or whatever it may be, and we're not bringing them in. You know, th- that already starts us off on the wrong foot. Yeah, like, you know, like Gable, big one. Nobody gets it, right? <laughs> right. I'm like, what do you so, mean it's a Gable? What, what, do, what do you so not she's get? She's like, the Gable, and I'll see them looking, and I go like this. I go, you know, if you look at the side of the house, you know the A? They're like, yeah. I'm like, that's <laughs> yeah. what the Gable is. Exactly. And I go, okay, so it's just breaking it down just a little bit more so that they can relate the information um, enough that they feel comfortable, you know? So, again, I feel like people just don't want to ask you questions because they don't want to feel oh, he's going to think I'm an idiot if I ask him, you know, but it's like, no, you, you shouldn't understand. That's why we're here. You know, that's why you hired us. Well, it's funny because I think the videos, and we'll get into this question about, um, you know, how, how, how that's built your brand, right? When you start thinking about your personality, the, the one advantage of videos, I would assume that a lot of clients that you're working with feel they know you, right? There's a relationship. I know when I met you first time, I'm like, oh, I know exactly who Paul and Susan are because I've seen you now. <laughs> so, you know, how has that, you know, helped just with lead generation business and just starting off from, maybe a level playing field from the very beginning because they, they, there's a personality from their side already that they understand. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's huge because when you're putting videos out there, the people who call you have already decided, you know, we know them, we like them. So I, I feel like the calls that come in are much more, um, you know, people who already know what they're going to get, they know what they're expecting. If someone watches our videos and they're like, oh, I don't like those two, they're not going to call us, right? right. So yeah. Um, so that, you they know, know what they're up against, right? If they're going right. to be calling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, everyone knows what, you know, what's going to happen when they call <laughs> us and they're, they're going to expect some things from Paul and, you know, they're, they're ready for that, which, which is important. 
So yeah, walk through I mean, that like the bidet story. Like I got to talk about the bidet one. That's what, uh, you know, that was... videos. So so how did that come into play? Because that thing went viral. So the, uh, is that the one from Cola? The one the, we yeah, Cola? the bidet. Yeah, yeah, the bidet video. So I mean that video was funny because we were just kind of we were it was a home we were building and we were just kind of at the house and Paul as he always does just kind of spontaneously decided it, it, proof of concept. That's what I want to see. I want to see does the bidet actually hit the right target area? Because nobody really you don't put a camera under there and look. So I was like, well, I got the right pants on. Let's see what this thing does. I mean, it's just testing the product and showing that it actually is a reliable product and it works. Yeah. So he sat full, you know, full pants. And we were all in the master bathroom, tested out the bidet, and when he got up, it was uh, it was a great aim. That's all I'll say. Yeah. <laughs> it was bullseye. Yeah. And, if, and for guys out there, if you haven't used a bidet, you're missing out. Let me tell you <laughs> right. something, okay? Those I things are incredible. Why, I mean, not to go sidetrack here, but it's funny. When I lived in Argentina, they all had bidets, right? I mean, everyone yeah. outside U.S. is like, why don't we have them? I know people want them in the toilet paper shortage that we had during COVID. But, you know, just the creativity to sit down, you know, for, for Paul to say, let's see how this really works, you know, just to make sure that this is an accurate system, right? <laughs> it's just amazing. <laughs> It's tested for our clients, you know, we want to make sure that, that, that it works correctly, right. you know. Just, he was going to just keep testing that until it got it right. That's it. I mean, you know, again, but the simplicity of something like that and people seeing it, knowing that it's a great product we're putting in and the silliness it of works. kind of showing it that it works <laughs> is what draws, I guess, the videos was what draws the clients that want to work with us. That's right. That's what kind of weeds it out for us is like, I think, is that the people that call us have already researched us some or watch video or seen what we do. Um, and, and I think the fact that Susan's design is always unbelievable and always different and always evolving is another reason why people constantly um, reach out to us because, you know, a lot of people, I've heard her say this to clients like, oh, I love the tile you did in that house. Can we use that one in my bathroom? And she's like, no. And they're like, why? She's like, because that was picked for them and that's, you know, special for them. But we're going to find one that's just as special for you and we're going to do the same thing. So, you know, I think the payoff is the silliness comes with you know, the, the beautiful finish and the effort that we put into making the house really feel special for that client. I love that. And you know, what's interesting is you, as you're speaking about that, just that whole experience with the client, um, you know, as you're, as you're working through the entire process, how, how is that? Because as you mentioned, you're, you know, you're working through design, Susan, you're doing the construction, you know, Mm -hmm. some of this may be, as you mentioned, investments and you're doing the whole gamut here. So how are you organizing all that structure just into one house here? I mean, for us, I feel I feel like design has always been a natural part of the construction process. I mean, I you know, at our core, we're we're a construction company. I'm a licensed contractor, and I have always done design as part of the construction process. It just felt like kind of a natural thing. Um, we typically don't take separate design only projects. It, we are design build. So, if we're doing a project, we're also doing the design and. You know, I think for us, it's making the process easy for the client. Um, you know, I always say, I'm not going to send you shopping unsupervised. I'm going to go with you, right? I'm going to help you pick everything. Um, so just guiding the client through that process for us, it's making it easy for them. Renovating is stressful. Building a house is stressful. And whatever we can do to make that process easier for them, that's that's kind of what we try to do. And, you know, and, you know, we have Paul here making it tons of fun. <laughs> So, I mean, what, what, that's important. I mean, the fun side's important, as you mentioned, because look, the reality is you're building a tough climate, or a, a, in a tough climate, right? In Boston, yeah. you know, it, it, the weather, you know, the industry is really challenging. And so for you guys to bring light on this to say, hey, look, we're going to attract the right, the ideal client for us, because this is who we are and this is how we're doing it. And here's our video content to back it up. Yeah. And when we start a project, we tell people we're like, look, this is going to be stressful. This is, you know, it's fun at the beginning. You know, maybe you don't love it so much in the middle. At the end, it's very hard when it's almost done, but not quite done. And, you know, we try to really set those expectations. Like, this isn't fun, but it's worth it. Um, I mean, it is it is fun, but it's stressful, right? It's your, you know, you're displaced. You're, you know, your house is upside down. There's, you know, there's that whole piece of it where your life is kind of disrupted. But, you know, in the end, we have seen so many clients who in the end, they say, okay, it wasn't, you know, it, it was tough to go through, but in the end, it's always worth it. So for us, like that's kind of what drives us and brings us through it. Yeah. When I was pregnant, Brad, I didn't remember it after I gave birth. So it's like, you know, if you remember it, you know, you, uh, you know, you wouldn't do it again. Right. So it's the same idea. It's kind of what know? we tell clients. Yeah. yeah. It's like when you have a, a baby, you know, when you go through the birth, it's terrible, but then you forget all about it. And yeah, it's all you worth have it. another one. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Such a great like analogy. Right? <laughs> so similar to home building. Yeah. You've got what, six? 
We have six and you have, you what, have four, six. right? Yeah. yeah, we have four. Yeah. I'm actually yeah. one of six myself and Paul's, I'm one of, Paul's four. one of four. Yeah. Yeah. So you both come from big families. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so how's that? So let me just ask this then. I mean, the, the time balance is one thing that we can get into, but as far as, you know, vetting clients, because what's interesting is, as you mentioned, I mean, you have realtor, the brokerage side, right? Yeah. You have the investment side, you have the design side, the contracting side. Do you require certain clients to come through every channel or what can they do part of that? Maybe just a design build or how do you kind of eliminate those leads that come in? Yeah, no, we, we have clients who do just real estate. We have clients who do just the design build part and we have clients who, you know, some who do both. We have a project coming up right now that she purchased her home through us a few years ago and now she's getting ready to renovate it. So, um, you know, those are, separate companies. So we've always done, you know, regular, you know, consumer real estate, not always tied. Sometimes they're tied, sometimes they're not. Yeah. We, we, we're like pigs get fat, hogs get slaughtered. You know, there's plenty of, <laughs> there's plenty of money to make. And you know, if a client comes to us, they don't have to do everything within our realm right. for us to take them on. You know, right. not everybody, you know, you might go to the store and get milk and get Oreos. And then the next time you might get a couple more things, you know, but <laughs> You know, you don't want to be forced to do something like that. You know, yeah. it's and uh, sometimes clients come in, they're not sure. They might say, we, we might want to build. We might want to buy something and renovate. We might want to buy something and renovate it later. So they're not sure. So sometimes it's working them through that process. And sometimes people come in saying, we, we don't know what we want to do. Can you tell us what's our house worth? What would it cost if we did this to it to make what we want? And then what would it cost if we moved or what would it cost if we rebuilt? So a lot of times we're doing those multiple, you know, analysis for people and kind of helping guide them through a decision of what, you know, what the best path is. It's incredible. I mean, there's so much value as, as you're speaking through those different channels. I mean, for me, um, you know, we're, we're not at that level, right? And, and just to be transparent, I mean, we're, we're a builder. And so when the client says, hey, ROI investment, right? You know, I don't, well, I don't have the MLS access. I'm not a realtor, right? right? So I have to kind of go through those arms. And so I would imagine that does bring a lot of value to your clients that they can come in. You're super knowledgeable with all aspects of it. And so it just helps them make a better educated decision for what they want to do. Yeah. And there's been times when people call us for a project and we'll be the first to say, hey, this is what it's going to cost. And you're, you know, this home isn't going to hold this value. So we actually don't recommend that you do this project. Mm -hmm. So sometimes that's the advice that we give. Um, and we try to kind of be there as a consultant to say, okay, here are the possible paths that you can go down. And, you know, this one might not be the best one, <laughs> I think but a, you can do what you want, but here's the info. Yeah, I think a lot of, uh, you know, we focus on a lot of just what we do. You know, there's, there's a lot of good contractors out there. You know, there's, there's a lot of good builders, a lot of good designers. You know, we just kind of focus on what, what we bring to what we do. So we're not like, hey, well, they're doing this. We got to do this. You know, it's like. I think that's the thing is we've kept on that road of just kind of what we think is nice and look at. And those are the people that come to us, you know, they, they, they're, you know, buying what we're selling, I guess, if you want to, you know, for lack of a better term, you know, um, but it's. They want one of those bidets, Paul. That's what it is. <laughs> Who doesn't? They want Paul to test it out. Yes. Uh, gladly. They're like, well, I want Paul in my house and testing that bidet. <laughs> I mean, the it's funny because when you first start doing those videos, I remember going to a project to go meet um, these clients, and it was it was a generational. It was a, a grandmother, a mother, and a daughter, and they opened the door and they were so excited to meet us and like hugging <laughs> us. And I'm like, I, first time I've ever met them, you know. And it's I was like, club. hi. So it's a little it's yeah. a little awkward at first because you don't know, you know you don't know them, but they feel like they know you because they told us they watched us for probably six months prior. So you know, people. The, the difference is information is, is a lot easier to get nowadays than it was years and years and years mm -hmm. ago. You know, like I remember buying cars and your kids, like who's got the blue book? You know, you got to know what the value is. Only the salesman at the dealership has the blue book. Well, now everybody's got the blue book, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to be very transparent with your clients. And I think that's what we really try to do is say, look, this is going to be too much. You're going to spend too much. But if you plan on staying here forever, then then that's your decision, you know, or, um, you know, how much value is this going to add to the house by spending this much money? So being ultra transparent with people i mean it's i think people aren't used to it at, essentially when you come to a meeting and kind of yeah because we're like, pretty blunt <laughs> yeah 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 i mean it's just you're 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 with them for a long time i mean from day one and we tell them like this is the first time we're meeting you and we're you know forget the architect and everybody else we're here with you the longest right you know like out of anybody so we yeah. have to get along right if we yeah. don't it's gonna be bad <laughs> yeah and and sometimes it's like you know Clients should interview us and we do tell them to go meet other builders and talk with them. And we always invite people to come by our projects and look at them and, you know, and because we're, you know, 
our past clients are very happy to show the house because they're very proud of it and they're, they're excited. So that's a testament to what, you know, Susan brings with the design and everything and the team that we have. So um, I think it's important to be that transparent with them. So you're not, you know, a lot of guys, I think will just tell people what they want to hear. And then sometimes that, you know, it can turn very ugly quickly. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, we can do, we can do a kitchen for 10 grand, no problem. And then it's like, they get into it and it's extra, extra, extra. And then the, it just, the stress levels are so high for these people. We try to then, keep our projects as low stress as possible. Right. It's amazing. I mean, just that perspective as, because when, when you think of, you know, we're all in business, right? To, to get work, right? Like that's what you're doing. You're doing video content, you're working, you're trying to get lead generation, but to have someone come in and for you to look at them and say, we're not going to take the job. And it's not because we don't like you or we want to work with you. It's just, it's not a great investment. You can put right. your money. I mean, to, to have that foresight, I mean, think about it in the medical field, if you're to go into a specialist, you know, and they're looking at you and say, you don't need any treatment, you don't need surgery even though that's how they make a living, right? I mean, just right. to just to get that good counsel. I mean, really what it does is it builds you as a very ethical and and not just ethical, but someone as a, like a trusted entity, right? Yeah. And how, how has that benefited you where you've looked at someone and just said, hey, this isn't a great deal. And it's not because we don't want to do it. It's just not a great deal for you. Yeah, I mean, we, we it's funny because we have a, a home that we're building right now. That's a, a spec home. We purchased the land and we're building it to sell. Um, and Which I hate that word spec for. Just <laughs> Paul, for the record, Paul calls them spectacular. The spectacular, spectacular. Not specs. <laughs> yeah. We have a spectacular home that spec we're building. Flip, they're all horrible. Flip is a horrible word. You think of flipping a hamburger, or flipping the middle finger. It just yeah. should not be correlated with <laughs> right. the house. With the house. Yes. Yes. So we're very early in you know in these stages, and we have an old you know an old client who was one of these cases where you know X number of years ago they had these plans drawn up. I looked at them and I looked at the plans and I said, you know, we can do this. It's going to cost you this much. Your house is never going to hold this value. I said, if, not that I want to talk us out of a huge job, but I wouldn't spend this money. Um, and they, they didn't. They didn't do the project. And now they're actually purchasing one of the homes that we're building. Um, so, you know, and, and she even commented, she said, oh, I'm glad we didn't spend that money because she said we, we wouldn't have recouped it even after so many years. So, you know, so for us, it's just just giving good advice because so many times we go, and someone will call us for a project and they'll say, we want to, you know, we want to do something, but they may have already done something else that we might say, oh, we've got to tear that out now. Or, um, you know, or you've spent money on something that we now have to undo. So we try to kind of take a, a whole view of the house, of the client's goals, of how long are you going to be here? You know, all those are a lot of the questions that we ask um, so that we can get a view of what's the goal of the project, what's the long-term plan for the house and, you know, what makes sense for the client. So do you because, ever have, oh, go no, ahead. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. So do you ever have clients that come to you like a JV, like a joint venture and want to do something together? And have you ever done that with any of your clients? Like a partnership? Funny you say that. We're in talks with some, <laughs> you know, we haven't really gotten too far into that because we're control freaks because yeah. the product that we put out is, you know, and it's hard as a business owner. It's you know, tough. a lot of people aren't as invested as you because it's your business, which is, you know, you can relate and understand. Um, so it's it's hard to like you said relinquish that control to other people but we yeah. have been getting a lot better at that and you know the guy that paints every day is better than the guy that doesn't you know it's just we're trying we try to keep in that mode of like putting the guys that are really good at what they do let them do their thing you know um it, it's not yet but i feel it's coming <laughs> to answer your question <laughs> well it's especially not far with, off. yeah especially with all the different you know, avenues you have and the experience and knowledge, I, I would imagine that it is prone to someone coming in and say, Hey, we want to partner with them. But at the same time, yeah. I could understand the resistance. I mean, I've been the same way because you do have a brand, you have a product and, and you want to make sure that it still fits, you know, the Cadillac product, right? The AFT product. Exactly. I mean, that's super important. Yeah. The biggest thing you build is your reputation. Yeah. You and know, can, especially and as a builder, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, all I heard as a kid is I hear this, this builder built this house and that guy's cheap, that guy's cheap, that guy's cheap. And we never wanted that, you know, that reputation. We just wanted, you know, oh, they build nice houses. This, I, I, there's a few builders, if you said, oh, that, he builds a nice house. That's what I want people to say about us is they build nice houses. You know, not that guy's cheap, that guy's cheap. <laughs> yeah. so, so when you started this, I mean, could you see yourself already at this point? I mean, what? You know, what was then goal when you both said, hey, let's jump into this and let's move forward? So um, um, when we jumped in on what? On and as far as like just Cadillac Homes, because I know, and maybe we can yeah. give a little bit of the backstory too, Susan, because I know for you, you, you began in realty, right? That was like your early career and then you built your own house. You know, how has that evolved from that aspect of your career to now? 
So I, so my background, actually, my, my grandfather was a builder. My dad was a builder. So I kind of grew up kind of in the dirt. I don't know why they had us on the job sites as kids, but, but they did. And I just, I just remember being <laughs> on job a, it's sites. It's a safe place to play, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how they can play in the dirt. Um, so I was always on job sites as a kid, do, you know, writing estimates and stuff for, for my dad and always kind of doing that kind of stuff. And then when I was 20, I got into real estate and then, you know, still kind of involved in the construction business. And then when I was, I think, 22 or 23, I just had this, like, I just want to build a house. Um, and that was the first house that I built to sell. Um, and I think coming from a family of um, of builders and entrepreneurs that never really, no other alternative really kind of came to my mind. I think getting a traditional job was probably more scary to me than jumping into a business. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so to me, it was just kind of, you know, growing up in a family that everyone kind of had their had a business it just kind of felt like a natural thing for me. Yeah, I think Susan's naive about failing. She just doesn't. It's not in doesn't her wheelhouse. Care. Yeah, yeah. It's just. I was like, we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing it. We're gonna crush it. Whatever it is, we're gonna do it. It was just like for her. It's never. It's always been the the thought of failing doesn't even enter enter her mind. You know, and I think that spreads through the company when people, um, you know, get into the design everything that we do. I think it that mentality spreads a lot better than the negative mentality that sometimes happens. Which is key. I mean, to be a good entrepreneur, like, I mean, that's really the attribute, right, Susan? And so you have to have this mentality that, you know, you're not worried about failure. You're not worried about risk. Like you're the visionary, right? You're going to go and do this and you have a great attitude. You're positive. And, and that's the thing. Like, you know that you're going to develop this because you can work hard and, you right. know, it, 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 you're not intimidated by it, right? Which is a key attribute to that. Right. And I mean, the way I always think about it is we might try something. If it doesn't work out, then we'll try something else, right? We can always, we can always shift. We can always pivot. We can always move things around if we need to. I mean, when we first started, we weren't doing projects like we're doing now. We were doing very different projects. Very you know? different projects. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I mean, how's it evolved? What were you doing in the beginning and, yeah. as opposed to now? I mean, through the recession, I mean, we were taking projects that they were not pretty. They were- Ugh, Brutal. I was digging know. holes in basements, <laughs> taking out wood lally columns, you we're know. Doing structural oh, work structural. and old homes in Boston. I mean, yeah. it was- there was nothing that we could put on Instagram. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, none of the jobs were even remotely close. They're an huh. hour, hour and a half away. You know, yep. it's just, you know, you evolve in the trenches like that is how you say, I don't want to stay in this part of the business. Right. I want to evolve in. And that was Paul's kind of introduction to the business because when we met, that was, you know, those were kind of the projects that we were doing. For those of you that have listened to the podcast, you know how big of a fan we are, Build a Trend, and that we have used this software for the last four years. And many of the guests that we brought on the podcast are also Build-A-Trend users. And in this day and age, with as busy as all of us are in construction, as complicated as it is with escalation pricing, lead times, tracking, organization, all of us need a good project management software to help simplify and organize our business. And there are a couple features that we love a ton about Build-A-Trend. And one is the owner portal. The other is the daily logs. And these are features that we use daily, right? Half of my clients are out of state. And as an owner, it is so imperative how we communicate with our clients, with our team, with our customers. And through Build-A-Trend, this allows us that quick connection. They can check at any time. We can communicate with them. We're up to date. This has actually helped us win jobs, win projects because of that organization, especially at pre-construction. And Build-A-Trend also offers a ton of service on the back end, training and understanding and workshops, you know, to help us use our software effectively. They also have the podcast, The Building Code. To learn more, head to buildertrend.com backslash AFT to get a 60-day money-back guarantee on your Builder Trend account. That's 60 days to make sure you love this product with no pressure, and I know you will. This episode is brought to you by Pella Windows. When it comes to building homes at AFT, almost every project has Pella Windows. And they've been just an incredible partner of ours. And locally, Sammy and Adam, they are not only amazing business partners behind us, but they are super close friends. And I speak on the podcast all the time about the importance of relationships, right? Relationships with our customers, with our vendors, with our suppliers. Because at the end of the day, I'm only as good as those that help our brand and assist us in our projects to, to take it from the ground up all the way to completion. And if we didn't have partners such as Pella, there's no way we'd be who we are today. 
over the years, we've built this amazing relationship. When we call them or email them, they respond. They're quick. Their, their company culture, their integrity, their honesty, you know, they are always there to do what's right for us and the customer. They can do anything from small replacement projects to large custom homes and even multi-million dollar commercial projects. And also, when you think about their product line, they can do ultra contemporary, historical preservation, and large traditional projects. So for anyone, any scale, any size, they're the ones to call. They're here local. You know, they have an amazing Instagram. Make sure and give them a follow to see what they're doing. So if you need windows and doors, give Sammy and Adam a call. We stand behind Pella. We love what they do, their culture, their brand, and especially their quality. And if you want to learn more about Pella Windows, check our show notes. We'll have everything tagged there so you can give them a follow and have their contact information to reach out. The Tile Shop's exclusive trade program helps pros deliver the highest quality work to their clients with benefits including exclusive pricing, free samples, a customer referral program, and more. From premium installation products from brands like Ardex, Weedy, and Superior to full collections with coordinating trim and accessories, your local tile shop has everything you need for your next project. To learn more about the Tile Shop's Pro Rewards Program, visit tileshop.com. What were you doing before? So I was doing, when I met Susan, I was doing sales, but I was also waiting to get on the fire department. So it, it, take, it took me about 12 years to get on. I kept testing all the time, doing everything that I could. Um, finally, I got on. Uh, and then when I came out of the academy, I was like, I'm going to learn how to like golf or something, you know, because I'll have time. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, no, you're not. You're going to work. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> you know, and I was always like ha- handy and stuff, but never in construction like I am now. Um, but, you know, Susan's love of homes, you know, it kind of sucked me into it, too. You know, and, and things that I've realized and learned along the way is, you know, when people, uh, you know, maybe somebody gets a job and they come out of school and they end up being at that job for 20 years or something, not anticipating that, right? They, they Maybe they weren't a school. I'm not a school person, Susan is, you know, so that was never my thing. But, you know, th- then they're in this job they have, they don't like their house because it's falling apart. So it's like this vicious circle for them that they it's hard to get out of. So when I see how these homes change for people and we see them later on, or they sent us a text message on Thanksgiving or something saying, we love our house. It's really fulfilling to hear people um, and flattering to hear people send us those kind of messages and relate like we haven't left our house since you guys finished you know because we love it so much right whereas i feel like people go out a lot when they don't like their home because they don't want to be in it because they they don't love it you know susan and i don't go out a lot because we truly love our house you know so i feel like if you can relay that to a client and they understand that you know it it takes you know even one of the houses recently that we did um on the show you know, th- there was a couple across the street. It was a house we bought to tear down and rebuild and sell. Um, we tore it down, built it. And then the, the girl was floating around for a little bit. And I kept talking to her. And I told Susan at the very beginning when the house was getting down, I go, they're buying the house. I said, the neighbors never buy the house. There's no way they're buying the house. I said, they're, bu- <laughs> I said, they're buying the house. I'm telling you. So fast forward, the house is up, you know, the siding's on. Now they come to us and they're like, you know, we're interested in buying the house. So we said, okay. And they're the so neighbor. We- they live across the street. They yeah. watch the whole pro- a lot of the process. So we said, look, you can buy the house, but on two conditions. One, you can't see inside until it's fully done. And two, you can't pick anything. Now, her and I are both like, there's no way they're going to agree to this. That's crazy, right? <laughs> so they thought about it and they met us and came back and they said, you know, we really thought about what you guys said. And we've been looking for about two or three years. And every builder we've talked to just said, pick what you want. We'll put it in. And you guys did not say that to us. You guys told us you wanted to handle that and it makes us feel like you're more invested in the project so we're okay with that and i think wow. her and i were just like huh? that's amazing it wasn't, <laughs> yeah totally it wasn't expecting that that was not the answer I yeah was i said expecting. they're definitely gonna say no there's no way they're gonna agree to this yeah <laughs> and, and they're super nice people and the reveal with them was even more incredible because we literally brought them into the kitchen with blindfolds and they pulled them off and it is very um emotional to be in the room with people that you know, they're overwhelmed with like joy and happiness and like seeing it for the first time. Like they they were crying. I mean, you feel it in the room, you know, it's, it's really also, this was like three days before the closing. So, and they were just seeing what they were, you know, what they were. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, Susan's so good about, you know, she had some conversations with them and, and, and the woman told her certain, she likes colors and stuff. So she really incorporated a lot of that into the house, knowing they were buying it and they were just, you know, we said, hopefully this meets your expectations. And they were said this more than meets our expectations. So, you know, you, you feel the pressure as a builder to really 
you know, shine and not disappoint, you know, for a client. Especially when we don't let them in. Right. Instead Mm -hmm. of we have to make sure this is (laughs) everything they were hoping and more. But yeah, I mean, I I suggest to other builders, if you can, if you can experience that, it's just a different feel and you can truly understand a client's thought process when they, when they, you know, a lot of times they're coming through the whole time, but when they see it for the first time stage done, like this is my house and they, you know, it's, it's almost like they can't believe it. And, you know, people work hard for their money and work their whole life to get a house, hopefully. And, and, uh, you know, everybody deserves a house. That's kind of how we feel, you know, that's our motto. It's, it's amazing. And it's, it's even more incredible. You're able to have it at that extreme at that level. Cause in my experience, I mean, we've had, um, never to that level. Cause it's been where the, the designer and us, you know, we're okay. Clients, you know, once we get to like the last eight weeks, you can't come in the house and then we'll furnish it. They can't see it. So they, you know, maybe a year and a half ago, they picked the furnishings, but now once it's all staged and set up, then they bring in for the reveal. And it's like super emotional, right? Especially where yeah. a client, we, we have one client where they're, you know, their whole life, they're like, you know, we had always bought used things, bought used furniture. And this was like our first time that we really went like all in and got everything that we wanted, you know, and it's just super emotional. And so that's really neat, but never at the experience where you were, you convinced them, hey, you can't pick anything and you're going to come <laughs> see this just like on HGTV. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's more pressure for Susan. I would say for me, but yeah. it's not. It's more pressure for Susan because, you know, she feels like I, you know, at the end of the day, her interest is she really wants them to love the home. Like she'll still question it all the time. And I'm looking around, I'm like, this house is sick. Are you kidding me? She, I'm like, this is beautiful. Of course they're going to love it. She's like, I don't, you know, she always has that humble nervousness. Like, what if they don't her. like it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's humble, very humble. And, you know, if I do something even like mediocre, I'm like, where's my trophy? I should get something. <laughs> is there a ribbon waiting for me or something somewhere? You know, um, but I think that's why our relationship works well. You know, I, I have no reason to be cocky, but I feel <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> I have a strong female presence in my life, you know? <laughs> Keeps you on track. We all need that. That's amazing. Absolutely. So, so how, you know, you, you mentioned early on too, how you did these projects that were questionable. I shouldn't say questionable, but we know we're at, like I was the same way. I mean, if I, if you saw the pictures we we're doing AFT in the very beginning to what we are now, right? It, and all of us have to start somewhere, no yeah. matter what that is. So when did the time come, especially with both of you involved, we are like, okay, it's time to make our first hire. You know, we need to start, you know, we need some more help you know, businesses growing, you know, and then how did you make that decision on what position, you know, and go through that process? So what I want to say is that it was this really well organized, thought out (laughs) (laughs) thing, (laughs) but it was just kind of like, as we were going, things were going fast and it was like, okay, we just need to kind of, we need some help. Yeah, we need some help. And, you know, sometimes I look up and I'm like, how long have they been here? What's going on? (laughs) I mean, our field crew we've had for, you know, We've, our guys have been with us for, a, you know, a long time, even through those, a lot of those not so, so pretty jobs. And we have a, a lot of our, you know, guys out in the field who have been with us for a long time. And then, you know, as things have grown, as the projects have come on, you know, the office has grown and it's just kind of been, you know, just kind of a, a, a natural thing. And, um, you know, it, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, I'm sometimes just stepping on the gas, not really thinking, okay, we got to do this. Let's just do it. Um, so maybe I didn't step back and think about it as much as I should have. <laughs> I, I would step back and go, what, is she out of her mind? Like, what are we doing yes, here? Yes, the know? answer is yes. You know, because I remember being tortured by her by carrying in 75 sheets of sheetrock into a project on a, uh, you know, covered in snow. Um, or, you know, when, when we actually first met, the first time I went to go pick her up, she had a dump truck in her driveway. And I was like, whose dump truck is that? She's like, mine. It's and I was dump. like, huh. I was like, hmm, this is. This is interesting. I got to see what this is about. Yeah, that's and, so unique. And then as we, we were dating more and I started getting into the jobs, I would drive the thing and I'm like, this thing's going to kill me. It would just start shaking violently for no reason on, on like the highway. It, it, like this is, you know, these are the growing pains of like a business, right? You're like, I don't want to do that again, you know? So I told uh, him the dump truck is like, you know, when you have a dog and the dog doesn't like you, it's bad. And the dump, the dump truck didn't kill you. So I take that as a good sign. Yeah. It makes you stronger. <laughs> yes. It absolutely does. You know, um, but I think it's also, you know, just like a house, right? You have a plan, right? Brad, when you build a house, you get a set of plans and then everything works on paper, but it doesn't always work in the real world, right? You could have your whole business plan of how your model is going to be, but it has to get massaged and tweaked as it goes. And that's how we build. And that's how our, our business also evolves. You know, we also take a lot of input from the people that work with us, you know, um, in the office, in the field, our producers, our camera guy, any, you know, anybody that works with us. If they have something to say that 
could benefit the whole scope of whatever we're looking at to do, we listen because, you know, we also want to show appreciation for, you know, people. I feel like people need to feel appreciated um, and they bring more to the table as well and work harder for you when you really truly show that it's an appreciation. Then they're not just a stat on your books that they are, you know, a person that, you know, you care about. It's not just about. I think it's also like respecting their expertise. You know, right. I could go to the tile, you know, to our tile guy and say, hey, I want to install this like this. Like, this is what I'm thinking. And, and he goes, you know- oh, yeah. <laughs> herringbone again. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, sometimes he might say, you know, what if what if we make this little tweak? What if we do it like this? You know, and a lot of times it's, you know, most of the time we say, yes, that's going to make it better. Let's do it that way. So, you know, I think it's. You know, a lot of people on our team, you know, we might have an idea of something we want to do and just having that extra input of, okay, here's how we can make it better. Here's, you know, or here's something else we should do. You know, I think that's important to listen to that. They, they keep you grounded because you might have these wacky ideas and they're like, what are you talking? What if we try this? You're like, oh yeah, let's do that. That's a better way. <laughs> I went to the office yesterday and the girls were waiting for me and they said, you know how we talked about that the other day? I was like, yeah. They're like, can we please not do that? We think that's a bad <laughs> idea. And I was like, okay, fine. You got all, everyone thinks it's a bad idea. Get rid of it. Yep. It's amazing. Well, it goes back to earlier. You said, you know, they work with us, not for us. And so just respecting their expertise and creating that culture is, is huge. So how, you know, now how big is the company? What's it look like now from the original two to where you are today? We're at three now. <laughs> from two to three. We've grown extensively. <laughs> so in the office, we have... I don't even know now. I'm trying to I know. To I'm think. trying to count. I think we've got five, five or six full-time in the office. And... Uh, on the real estate side, we have it, we're pretty small on the real estate side. We have seven agents on the real estate side, and then out in the field, we I mean we have. You, you a, know how it is. I, I can't even count. Yeah, yeah I, I can't mean, even count. Lots of guys, you know, and, and there's a certain I don't even want to say pressure, but you you're performing for clients, but you also want to make sure these guys, you know, because they're taking care of us, we want to take care of them and and, and keep giving them work, and we want them to keep doing work and keep evolving with us. You know, even our videos from when they first started were horrible and they have gotten better you know even the first um a video guy we had wasn't really having the same vision as us because he was kind of outsourced and susan's like we're bringing this in house right uh, we we have to be you know collect so that's what happened we hired evan who's been with us for i think he's coming up on five years okay. now wow and uh you know he's like what do you guys want to do we're like we don't know we have no idea we, right. we need equipment <laughs> like you know we're like give us a list yeah. so he like made a list of equipment that he you know gave us yeah. some options and then you know and- it evolved from there, really. And that was a big change, too, was having it outsourced versus having it in-house was a, a big, made a big difference because, you know, we were outsourcing. It was kind of, you know, limited in what we could do. So I think bringing it in-house just kind of helped us be able to work through figuring out, you know, what it could be. Yeah. And, and it's like from social to stream, you know, like that kind of involvement that we've had, you know, um, of doing just these kind of funny uh, videos on Facebook to go into the streaming app, you know, it's like people kept asking for more and more. I'm like, really? I'm like, they want to see more? Like, not not so much of what, like, for what Susan does, yes, but for my stupidity, I was like, they really want to see more of that? And Susan's yes. like, yes, they do. <laughs> I mean, Kohler let us go to the store and, and, you know, we did a bunch of stuff with Spine and England, then Kohler let us go in and do a bunch of stuff on a Sunday. I'm like, I want to take a shower in your showroom with my clothes on, they're like, yes, you know, so, (laughs) you know, I was like, cool. I'm like, all right. (laughs) So, you know, it's just a, you know, fun, you know, fun way to show things. There's a lot of awesome products. And I feel like you got, you got to pull out the passion, you know, like all the, all the women clients, they want the beauty, the pretty, the colors, the design, the guys, I want a garage, a big TV and a basement, you know, something along those lines. And they want the techie stuff. They want, I want to be able to shut my lights off from my phone. I want to turn my thermostat on. I want to be able to see my house with the cameras. And that's what I've learned over this period of time is like the guys want the tech. And as long as the wives have all the pretty stuff that they want, everybody's happy. I think everybody wants the pretty. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Even though they may not tell you, right? Yeah. It's that way, Susan. But it's interesting how, how you've, picked up on that, right? You have to understand, you know, what the client wants and what they, and, you know, and you can position yourself as a company, but, and this goes back to the app because what, you, you know, throughout this conversation, I really understand the app because the one challenge with social media with all the benefits is it's an overall landing page. So it's kind of scatterbrained, if you will, right? Like if you go to my Instagram, I mean, you have photos, you have videos, you have, uh, you know, reels, I mean, whatever it's, it could be all over. Whereas I'd imagine the app now 
as, as, and you said this early on, Susan, is that people, the way they consume content, you know, a lot of us, you know, when we were younger, us three or having to watch an episode, wait a week for the new one to come out. But yeah. nowadays, no, the whole season comes out on Netflix or Hulu and then everyone's watching it. Like they're consuming it quickly. And so is that how the app has helped just really create a landing page for all your videos and really organize that? And so the app is, the app has the, um, the renovation rekindle episode. So there's 10 episodes on there and then there's a bunch of shorter pieces of content, but yeah, it's just like one place. It has 10 half hour episodes on there. So you can just, you know, see all the episodes straight through or, you know, whenever, but it's, it's exactly that it's created a place where it's like, okay, it's accessible. It's everything's in one place and it's, you know, it's all organized because like you said, in social media, sometimes it's, where's this video? Where's that video? I, you know, or I saw this video, I can't find it. So, you know, having it in one place where it can be accessible, it has been, you know, it just keeps it from being that scatterbrain, like you said. Well, because social media can be a bully sometimes, right? Because it's like mm-hmm. you're on whatever platform you're using. It's like they have their own rules. Oh, you want to come to this club? Well, you got to do this. Right. Okay. Oh, you want me to show the stuff? Well, you got to do this now. Oh, yeah. Well, now now our clothing, uh, now our, our, our dress code changed. So now you have to wear yeah. something else, you know? So you're just like, <laughs> okay. And you're trying to like constantly, constantly keep up with it. Because, you know, like Instagram's like a trophy account, right? It's like. We get some business and stuff from there, but everybody goes to look at your page and see what it is. And then Facebook's got video, you know, every I think every it used platform. to be like more pictures and it, now it's, it did, you know, right? then it went to videos and then it went to reels. So it's like constantly, you know, the content's always changing. And that's the thing. I think that has also helped us evolve to what, how people consume things, you know, that these companies evolve their platforms all the time. And, and again, it's like behavior of what people do and their patterns. It's like, you got to kind of stay in tune with that. But like you said, having a landing spot that they can go and see all our stuff is, right. it's very good And consume it in the way that they're used to consuming it. You know, they can stream it, they can, you know, however, and, and it's on demand. So that was, you know, that was important to have it that way. Yeah, we also do birthday parties and stuff <laughs> if people need it, you know, um, anything like that. <laughs> Uh, bar mitzvahs, birthday parties, it's like anything. The, you're like the wedding singer over here. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah we're very attainable, just so you know. <laughs> well, what's interesting about that? I mean, you mentioned this, Paul, that like as you're chasing the algorithms, the pay for play. I mean, whatever it is through these apps, I mean, it's constantly changing, right? And you're trying to play this this funny game for you. It's like, no, look, you come to our profile, and here's the link. It goes right to our app. It's right in our you know profile page, and so you're creating an easy transition for people to go find that content. Yeah. Yeah, nobody wants to go through so much challenge of trying to find you. You got to make it easy for people, just like the layman's terms for me with the construction. It's like the easier you can make it, the more people will stay in tune and watch you, the more people they'll follow you, and the more people feel comfortable with you. Because I think, I feel like the majority of people at the end of the day, like Brad, I, we've seen the houses you build. We build shacks comparatively to what you build. You <laughs> your know, homes are so gorgeous. Your, your homes are, are stunning, and we are going to come out and check one of them out at some point. You need to get and, out here, yeah. Uh, oh, 100%. I mean, it, they're beautiful, you know, and it's like, you know, you're, but you're a very down-to-earth guy, very nice guy, very down-to-earth. You know, you don't have that attitude because you build these high-end homes that you're like, I can't do this. You know, it's like, you know, creating, you know, that's what draws people, I think, you know, to you is that you, you know, even though you're I, doing these beautiful projects you're like you're a normal guy you know you know and i mean? think that's important in business right now because people want to know who who are they calling what are they going to get when they call so i think it's you know it's super important well i, I love that you brought that up and this isn't about me but I'd, I'd i'd say you know as as i've networked with other you know uh people whether they've had success in life you know i've met some and even some of my clients i mean fortunately some of my clients are incredibly successful people and be, yeah. beyond down to earth right and not all of them are like that. I mean, I've had some that aren't that way. We can all relate. And other people in business, right? And I've seen other yeah. people that I've been, you know, in our peer group, like you and I, on this platform of social media. What's great about social media is it's connected us, right? It's connected yeah. me with so many people that have helped refine and better my business and my program and my team. Um, and I've seen other, and it's not that it goes to their head, but they, they, they hit a level of whatever that is to them, whether it's followers, whether it's projects, no, no matter what it is. And, and they change. And that's something where I've seen like just a difference there to, and, and this is why I love social media as you're talking about, where we can create our own brand. We can create our own uh, message, right? And to show, hey, this is our team. We're super transparent. This is how we yeah. do things. This is who we are. And it doesn't matter. And I tell clients, I mean, I've said on podcasts, I don't care if you're spending a hundred grand or 10 million. I want to work for good people. And you both understand this more than anyone. It's a hard industry. Totally. We make it fun. You both make it fun, but it's not easy. Right. Totally. Right. And yeah, to us, that's, that's super important. And, 
you know, you've got to you got to make sure that you you're a good fit with the client because you're just with them for so long. And um, it's funny because some people watch our videos and stuff and they're like, is Paul like that all the time? Like, or is he just act like that for the camera? I'm like, no, the camera's there because he acts like that all the time. Um, so, you know, I'm like, that's what you're getting. Like, this is, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get some weird videos from Paul. You're going to get, you know, some funny things. And, you know, and I just think it's important that, you know, people, people want to know, they want to know who, you know, who they're getting and yeah, what they're getting. I think it's a branding strategy that we don't even really think about, you know, cause we're just being ourselves, but it naturally attracts those, those clients that are similar to us. You know, it's like, you know, if there's somebody that's like, Paul's an idiot, which I'm sure there's, there's, there's a club somewhere out there that is, <laughs> that thinks that, you know, that they wouldn't call us, right. They, they're not going to call us and, and have us come look at a job, you know, but the people that, that, that find us entertaining and like what we do, that's the people that call us. So it's like I said, it's, it's a, it's kind of a branding Avenue that, you know, it's, it's easier just like, Hey, this is us. If you like it, give us a call. If you don't, we understand, you know? So it's, it's kind of nice to put yourself out there and do that. And that's the best advice I could say for other people is like, right. You, you know, look, you're going to have moments where you screw up and look like an idiot and so forth, but it makes you a person. Everybody screws up. Everybody's human. You know, you got to take the good with the bad. And, and believe me, I've made a lot of mistakes. Trust me a lot, but that's how I learn is by making those, you know, mistakes. So how does, you know, what systems are you using now? Because you mentioned just how much your, your company and staff has increased, even, you know, seven on the realty side, everything else. I mean, so how are you organizing all the different entities, structures, you know, clients, everything in between? So With a pen and a paper? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes two pens and a pencil. Sometimes two pens. In case the pen Maybe runs a out pencil. of ink. I yeah. will say that I still love, I actually went back to a handwritten planner this year because I actually really like the handwritten planner because I can mm -hmm. see everything. Sometimes the one on my phone, I just can't see everything or read everything and it makes me crazy. Um, but I actually I actually use, you know, Google Drive for the most part. I have We have a lot of our, our internal forms and things that we've just had over the years for, you know, for budgets and things like that. And we have our own sort of system that, you know, that we've created. So it's, you know, it's, I would say that's, it, it I have every evolves. project kind of organized and I, you know, and I know the way it is because it's funny because clients will come in and they'll say, how do you remember all that? And I say, oh no, I don't remember anything. It's because <laughs> I put everything in the one place. Yeah. I know how it's organized and that's, you know, and, I, and I, that's just, we have our own sort of system. We don't use any particular software or anything. No, I think that's the thing for us. I think handwriting it, you, you do retain it. Better, you do keep everything you know, electronically, cause, but uh, right, because like you, you know, you always have something on your phone. You have a thought, you put it down. Then it's just, you, know, you got ten text messages, an email, and then that you're distracted from what your thought was. You were trying to get down on paper. You know, we actually have a cell phone jail in our office for meetings that people have to put their phones in because it's just super distracting, right? right? To get, and I'm the worst. It's she, literally, she is the worst. Like literally, <laughs> lit like her screen. Sometimes I have to take her phone and put it down so she yeah. can't see it light up. Because when it lights up, it's like a, the anxiety you know, goes right. Yeah, yes. yeah. Like yeah. Somebody needs something. Right, <laughs> right. So it's like being able to like actually put that aside for an hour, half hour, and like get into a conversation. But whatever it is you're trying to have a meeting on, it just it's way more productive, and then you're actually focused on what you're trying to do, and not all focusing on all the distractions <laughs> surrounded by it. I love I love that uh, the cell phone jail. You know I haven't heard that before, and I, you know as, I'd imagine as you come in or you have a production meeting or whatever it is, you could put everything to the side. They check their phones in, and that, now yeah. you're being efficient. Not everyone's distracted. Yeah, every meeting starts pretty much where we you know either you know put it on focus mode or you know put it in the cell phone jail or you know com computers closed unless you know we specifically need it for something because it, it shortens your meetings quite a bit when all the distractions are gone. That's incredible. And so what's next? I mean, with before we get into what's next, I mean, how do you manage with everything you have going on with each other, you know, four kids, like, how do you find any balance in that? Um, balance? Which we're trying to get more hours in a day. <laughs> we've we're trying, to, yeah, we're trying to see if we can extend the day. Um, no, I mean, we just, I mean, we, you know, we try not to, to, you know, kind of harp too much. We, you know, we, we're in a routine with, you know, with the kids and, with kind of everything we do and we just, you know, we, we just kind of keep focused and, and keep going. I mean, sometimes the day is all about the kids. Sometimes it's all work and it's just, you know, it's, we just keep moving forward. We have, I mean, you know, too, having six kids is just different parts of your life where you're more restricted to things than others. You know, before you have kids, you're like, I'm going to the gym, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, yeah. you, just, you know, then you have your first kid and you're like, I can't do any of that when I want to, you know, yeah. you, you know, yeah. that's your biggest change. Then you have your second kid and it's like, not like, 
double the work it's like a hundred times more the work, right right yeah. <laughs> the second kid's way more work yeah. than having two and then after that you know like our kids are older so it's like those growing pains and then going through those uh temporary moments so to speak is what we like to call them right because your kids being little it's a temporary amount of time right? right so it's like you've got to enjoy that time with them too you know we also want the people that work with us to you know not be so hampered by I, I, like i can't imagine how much video our guys have to watch with us i get annoyed with myself sometimes <laughs> i'm like i can't even be around me right now where do i have to go where can i get away from myself and these guys have to watch me all the time and they're editing and stuff so it's like kudos to them because i I couldn't but do it. I would say with the kids, like our, our older son plays hockey, you know, our young son has different sports. And I would say at least one of us makes it to most, you know, most of their practices and games and everything. And we just, you know, sometimes it's the days, you know, are long, but we try to, we try to fit in everything that we can and just kind of prioritize every day. Yeah. I mean, we all have the same thing in common. That's 24 hours in a day. You know, everybody yep. gets to choose what they do with that. And, uh, you know, we just yeah. try to make the best of what we can with yep. it, you know. And being a control freak, it's very difficult to delegate. But I've, you know, I've been learning. I've been getting better. <laughs> yeah. Um, son, you're not allowed to come out yet. Uh, yeah. You have to wait. I'm not done with this. Right. Yeah. It's 646. You still have two minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So who, you know, from that side too, just the social media side, are you both running that? Have you outsourced that? I mean, not outsourced, it, but internally, do you have someone else doing all your social media? Yeah. So I, I, at the very beginning, I would say it was, you know, just, you know, just me. Let's be very clear. Case. Let's be clear. I don't run any of the social media. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there now. They figure out how to do the stuff, you know, take whatever I do and make it content. But, you know, the team does that. I, I'm afraid to even go on the accounts because I'm going to mess something up. They're like, the algorithm and this, that. And I'm like, I'm just going to go back to what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go back to like finding the voice changer app that I want to sound like Bane or something. You know, so, <laughs> I let them handle it. They're yeah. a lot better at it. Yeah. So now as the office has grown, we've gotten, you know, more help with that. And, you know, just our, you know, our whole team that, you know, that works on it because it's a lot. It's, you know, we, we were on a bunch of different platforms and, you know, creating the content and then posting it and then, you know, figuring out what's going to go out when and, you know, and what the algorithm wants now. Are we doing pictures? Are we doing reels? Like, what are, you know, what are we doing? What's happening? How many hashtags? So today it's 30. Tomorrow it's five. Next week it's 12, right? It's like trying to keep up with all that. So, you know, so it's not just, you know, just me anymore. There's, you know, there's a few of us who help with, you know, kind of putting it all together and planning, you know, what that's going to look like. That evolution of change, I feel like, of just, you know, used to have a job and you would have that same job and you would do that same thing every day, right? Now it's just, Jobs change every so much. Every three months, you know, it's new thing. Amazing. <laughs> they constantly evolve, no matter what the role could be. And uh, what's in social media, I feel like, is a big, big, you know, piece of that. Is you know, people, it's like expect the unexpected type mentality because that's what it is. You're like, okay, just when you start to think you get some algorithm figured out, you don't. <laughs> you know, it, yeah. it changes. It and changes. Like, yeah, like, it was one now? point on Facebook. I think when we first started, our videos were under a minute, and then at one point. This thing came out and they were like, they want, they want them to be 10 minutes long. And our video guy was like, are you crazy? And I was like, that's what it says. That's what we're doing. That's, in, you know, yes. we're going to figure it out. But, you know, yeah. of course, putting a 10 minute video today, they would, they, no one would, like that would not work out. Right. But yeah, just, you know, it, it's different times and different points. It's just different you know, keeping up with what kind of content needs to go out. It's just the, I think it, for me, it's the distractions. That's what I see. The people get distracted, even with social media, they're watching a TikTok or something, and then they get distracted from something else that comes up on their phone. It's controlling the distractions around you is how you can really focus on building your business, your brand, the people. And, you know, it's, it's so much easier to get, it's like being negative, right? It's a lot easier to be negative than positive. Um, it's almost like sometimes people just attuned to that. But when you start thinking differently um and, and your mentality changes like you said attitude is gratitude and start looking at those pieces and you're like okay you know it's okay to be positive and meet other people like that and that is a good thing you know it's okay to think like that you don't always have to think what when's the shoe going to drop you know so to speak and controlling those um distractions are a huge piece i think to keeping everybody in tune with, you know, kind of what you're doing. Cause it's just so easy. Your head just constantly feels like it's on a swivel, you know, whether it's life <laughs> yeah. or work or social media or, you know, whatever it is, right. It's just like, you're constantly chasing that butterfly, trying to catch it. And you're like, yeah. wait, 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 now, you know, the best iOS update was the focus mode, the work mode. Love that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. right. <laughs> it's I have true. squirrel it's mode actually. <laughs> squirrel mode for Paul. Paul squirrel, mode. squirrel mode. Yeah. It's a squirrel mode specifically, but 
Well, I, I, I know I know you play that off lightly, but the reality is, you know, as much fun as you both have, I know you're extremely targeted. You're extremely um, dedicated. You know, you you really um, have created an amazing business, and you know, it's been fun to watch from afar to see your growth, and then even more so to dive into today. And I just can't thank you both. But um, for those listening, you know, what's upcoming and exciting? I mean, we're just you know we're still we finished the first season of Renovation Rekindle. We're in the middle of filming the second one right now. So that's still going. And we're, you know, we're just constantly working on different things. We have a bunch of, as, as usual, I have 7,000 ideas that we're working yeah. on and we're thinking about other things. So the, the, <laughs> Paul the, always, they all love when I come in and I'm like, guys, I have a new idea. Let's, tr- let's do this. And they're like, okay, here comes crazy. <laughs> See, I'm, yeah. I'm old school. I'm not good on the emails and so forth. I'm much better in person. That's how I grew up. You know, we didn't have the keyboard warriors, so to speak, you know? So when I get in front of people, that's where I shine. I'm much better. You know, my, my personality shows. So it's just funny when we've met some of these companies that have gone with sponsorship, some of these ideas I'm pitching to these executives, I'm like, I get an idea. And they're just like, we, we like that. And I'm like, really? I'm like, because it's it, like, when no I way. listen to it, I'm like, that's so, that's not a good, it sounds dumb for their brand. They're a really good company, but they're like, yeah, we like that a lot. You know, so I'm like, yeah. Right. I, I mean, it's funny because Paul, you know, Paul laughs and he says, you know, what I do is dumb. But I'm like, but it's, you know, it's entertaining. You know, there's value it in is. that. There's value in being like, okay, I could watch something boring or I could watch something fun. That gives me the same information. Of course, it's, you know, that's why we call him the CFO. He's the, he's the chief fun the officer. Chief fun Put officer. the F U in fun. <laughs> <laughs> and it, you know, it adds, I mean, a, it, it adds a layer to everything we do. So I think it's good. Well, I couldn't think of a better way than the F you and fun for Paul to end that. <laughs> so, so with that said, where can our listeners find you? So we are, all of our social media, our last name is Cadillac. So we're our- With a K. You got to make sure you spell it the right. The K, yes. Two K. Yeah. Yes. Starts K-A-D-I-L-A-K. So we're at Cadillac Homes. Um, the app is called Renovation Rekindle, and that is on you know any app store. iOS, you know, Android, yep. Roku. All of that. On, all, it's got the 10 episodes everywhere. on there. So you can find all that there. And, well, and stay tuned two. for season stay, two. Can't wait. <laughs> I know you're filming now, so you can't give us any info or insight on that, but we'll definitely stay tuned for season two. So can't thank you both enough for coming on. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for Brad. your time. We appreciate the generosity of your time today <laughs> talking with us about nonsense. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> thank you, Brad. And keep that jawline chiseled, man. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work at it. <laughs> So thank you all for tuning into the podcast today. And just as a recap, if you check the show notes, they're just going to have all the links for the topics that we discuss. And also one of our favorite features now is the chapters that go through the conversation. So if there's certain topics you want to revisit or listen to, they're outlined by the time that we discuss those. And again, we can't thank you enough for all of your support. Please make sure and download our podcast, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you download your podcast.